Getting hitched? There's a podcast for that, and you're listening to it. The Save the Date Wedding Podcast, the number one podcast about all things wedding-y. Save the Date is hosted by comedian, author, and all-around wedding lover, Alicia McCormack. You are listening to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. Of course you are, because that's what we're doing. It is episode 103, and today I welcome back, I do a royal welcome back, almost, for a guest who hasn't been here, I think, since episode 24. I'm not even lying to you, uh, yet she's such a big part of my life, and that sounds silly, but I read all her blogs, I retweet, I follow what she's doing, she's a, uh, what are we going to say here, you're a, you're a topic maker. The wonderful Jess from Budget Savvy Bride, the Budget Savvy Bride, is here. Welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be back. It's been so long. Oh, you're a founding, you're a founding podcast guest. <laughs> <laughs> I've missed it. It's oh. so it's so fun chatting with you, of course, about all things wedding. Well, so. and since we've been talking, you have taken on yet another job. And I say this with such respect because you have a huge uh, second blog that you're looking after, and that is the About.com wedding section. That's a big gig, lady. It is. It is. In addition to, you know, running the content calendar on the Budget Savvy Bride, and writing content for my own site, I'm, I'm contributing eight articles a month to about.com and, and sharing, you know, general wedding content there as well. So I'm writing a lot about weddings. You'd think I would run out of things to say by now, but um, luckily I haven't. The well hasn't run dry just yet. <laughs> oh, and it never will. People always ask me, are you sick of talking about weddings? And I'm like, dude, seriously, so much shit happens every day with weddings. <laughs> we can never run out of talking things to talk about. And there's so many different like topic categories wrapped up within weddings too. You know, everything from fashion and beauty and, you know, paper goods and travel for honeymoons. I mean, literally it gives you so many different avenues of things to talk about. So you can always relate something back to the wedding day. Do you talk to your husband very much about weddings? Um, not really. I, I, I actually don't think so. We we went to a wedding last weekend together, so we were talking a lot about weddings, like, within the last several weeks. Um, and then he is going to another wedding of our friends uh, next month that I can't go to because I have a conference I'm going to that weekend, unfortunately. But so pretty much it only comes up when we're going to a wedding with him. What's it like for you, someone who lives and breathes weddings, to go to another wedding? Is it is it something that you can switch off? It's like, you know, something that you can go to and go, I'm just going to take it all in and have a nice time as a guest. Or do you, I don't want to say critique because that is completely the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> but do you look around and go, oh, yeah, that's what they're doing. Well, that's a good trend. Or how does that fit in your brain? That's like an interesting question. I don't feel like I... I mean, I, I feel like I'm able to kind of like relax and enjoy it. Like luckily, you know, I'm not a wedding planner. I'm not like a vendor who has to like serve on the day of the wedding ever. So I definitely feel like I can relax and like take it in. But I do, you know, make notes of, you know, the things that are extra creative or, you know, of course, being in the industry and, and running a blog, I see a lot of the same things over and over and over, um, which isn't, you know, it isn't necessarily a bad thing, but, you know, it's always, I think it makes it that much more special when I see something that's new and creative that I haven't seen before. I would love to tell you all about the wedding I went to this last weekend. It was incredible. And it was actually the wedding of another wedding blogger. Oh, stop it. 
Yes. <laughs> so, um, Brittany from Love Inc. Magazine, which mm-hmm. is another online wedding blog, and they focus on celebrating heterosexual and homosexual couples equally. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it's very diverse, very equality minded. And, um, she started that site about two years ago and she and her, uh, husband tied the knot this last weekend and her wedding was just out of this world amazing so creative so many details i posted a bunch of photos on my instagram on my personal instagram at savvy bride and and their hashtag was knighted in 2015 because their new last name is knight uh <laughs> like knights of the round table night so it was amazing it was incredible there was a bathtub full of flowers and a moonshine tasting bar i mean wow. yeah it was definitely Probably not budget savvy, but it was an amazing experience that I'm glad I got to have as a guest. I, I, <laughs> I, love I didn't it. have to worry about the tab. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love that you went along and went, listen, bugger the bugger the budget savvy this weekend. We're going to just it's someone <laughs> else's money anyway. Who cares? Right. I mean, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, like I'm never going to judge someone for having an extravagant, amazing wedding ever, as long as they can afford it and they didn't like put it all on credit and are going to be paying it off for the rest of their lives. So, you know, spend what you got, spend what you're comfortable with, what you can actually afford. Like don't go overboard if you can't actually afford it. But if you can, and that's your, that's what you want to do. You want to blow it out, like more power to you. And I was glad to be on the receiving end of the blowing it out. (laughs) I bet. And I love that. I love that. In fact, I have seen loving um, the blog magazine before. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very, um, uh, stylish and, and uh, I would say like lots of, as you said, very authentic. And I don't mean to be, that sounds a bit wanky when I say authentic, but I mean, actually weddings that have a lot of stylistic details, but you can really see the heart to them as well. I like that they feature those. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they do a lot. Um, you know, Brittany focuses a lot on like the couple's love story as well. And so that's like really sweet and personal. She, she does really, really great with her site. Now, we are all, all weddings aside, I can say, we are here today to talk a little bit about uh, something that you have, well, a bit of your foundations, I suppose, in design. And uh, well, should we talk a little bit, if people haven't listened to episode 24, a little bit about how you came to be, not in a, a sort of a ecological sense, I mean, how you came to be in a wedding blogging sense, your foundations, because it's got a lot to do with our topic today of printables and stationery. When I got engaged, um, I started the Budget Savvy Bride really as just a way to catalog my own wedding planning ideas. And this was in the days uh, prior to Pinterest even existing. So um, my blog was almost like my my virtual planning journal slash Pinterest board. Um <laughs> And so over the course of planning, you know, my background um, was in graphic design. That's what I went to school for. And so I was designing, you know, monograms for my wedding invitations and, you know, um, all the different signage for uh, details around our venue for the day. And I was sharing all of those things um, on the blog as I was planning and people were like, oh, this is so cute. You should really like design wedding invitations. Like you could sell these. You could make a collection, you know, over time I eventually did. And and I designed a whole collection. And for a while I was running, um, in addition to the blog, I was running a small like paper business that was called Jessica Bishop Papery, which was, you know, my name. And, (laughs) and so I did that for a while, but then I realized that like things with the blog were just taking off so much. And it was like, I was needing to devote so much more time to that aspect of my business that I was 
eventually kind of forced to stop selling invitations and because there were so many touch points, you know, I had to like get them printed. I had to, you know, design them and customize them for the clients, the brides, and then I had to get them printed and then I had to assemble them and ship them. And it's, it's, it's so fun and it's so crafty, but like at the same time, it was just like so much needed my, my hands in it that I, just couldn't keep up with it anymore and and give the level of service that I wanted. So long story short, or long story long at this point, um, Come on. I, I, I partnered with um, a great online company called Download and Print, and I decided to um, repurpose the designs that I had created for my brides and my clients and sell them as printables that um, you can purchase on the Download and Print website that are, you know, the same designer quality, you know, invitations that I designed for my previous clients, but they're super affordable price points and um, really, really easy to do yourself. And, you know, working with a designer one-on-one can can really rack up, you know, a price tag. And so I really like that I've been able to kind of offer that same, like, designer quality rides, like, all over the country without requiring so much of, like, you know, my touch points all across. So it's been really great. We started our partnership in January, and there are four different designs up on the Download and Print website now um, that, you know, encompass various styles, and we'll be adding more throughout the year as well. So we took a little break this summer because things got crazy, but um, there will be more. Because you haven't got enough jobs already. I know. <laughs> As if I don't already have enough on my plate. (laughs) But I do love, and this is, again, when you suggested this topic for the podcast, I can't uh, agree with you more when it comes to stationery and printing and invitations. There seems to be, over the last sort of five years, and I think I'm sure it's connected to Pinterest, weddings have evolved with all the printing stuff, all the paper, all this sort of papery finicky things you've got to print out it used to be just that you would get an invitation that's the end of the printing perhaps there would be uh uh what's it called an order of service or something but now there are 50 bloody things that people expect to be or i say expect there is out there now to be printed with the wedding related topics it can get really expensive especially if as you said you are inviting a graphic designer into your life Yes, absolutely. Especially if you're going the custom route, a lot of designers, you know, will either work at a, like a package rate where it's a pretty large package because they're designing something custom from beginning to end, or it'll be per hour and, you know, or per revision that you're making. So those, those costs can easily add up and working with a great designer is amazing. And if you have it in your budget to do that, like absolutely go for it if that's your priority and, you know, um, and I did that for a long time and it was awesome. But, you know, for me, my my focus um, for my business shifted. But I think we can blame slash thank sarcastically <laughs> Pinterest for <laughs> the overabundance of papers that are now involved in the wedding day. And, you know, everything is color coordinated and has the same design flourishes on it from everything from your save the date all the way through, you know, your invitation, your escort cards, your seating cards, your dinner menu, your table numbers, like gift tags, signage, programs, like literally everything under the sun is like coordinated and like branded, basically branding your wedding. Yeah. And, um, 
And so that's what I really focused on with the collection that I designed is that it includes like all like 15 different items that you're going to need on your wedding day. And they all coordinate perfectly. They're all matching, you know, with the designs and the text and, and, and the colors. But it's like one flat rate price and you can do them yourself by printing them at home and editing them on your computer. All you need is Microsoft Word. So it's like super simple, super accessible, no matter your skill level. You really don't need skill um, <laughs> to get this done. So I think it's really awesome. And I think it's definitely been like a really, really big success helping brides get that kind of designer look for less. And I love that that is one thing with Budget Savvy Bride that is what you, uh, I was going to say what you tout, and that's probably cheapens it a bit. But one of your main messages is using what you have and like you are suggesting that if you have a pre-packaged situation that you've got the theme, you've got the colors, you've got it all matching, but you don't have to necessarily be forking out $500, pounds, cents, whatever you want, that it is an easy way to save money with no one ever noticing. They're not going to know that a graphic designer didn't sit there for 50 hours doing it. Absolutely. And that's not to say that I didn't in the beginning. When I originally designed all these designs, oh, I oh did God. sit there for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> Sorry, but let's just do a little public service announcement here. Yes, she did all the work, so you don't have to do it. Exactly. By By all means, just input your name and all the details. But it has been <laughs> slaved over. That's my public service announcement. <laughs> I'm like, oh wait, don't uh, oh. girlfriend. Uh. I did all the work, girl. Okay, yes, she. Did Luckily, it was work. a long time ago. Um, <laughs> at this point, but but another great thing is that um, when you purchase the uh, templates that I've done with Download and Print, is you know I have like four different designs that you can choose from right now. But each design, there's like several different color pattern or ah. colorways for each one. And when you purchase the set. I think it's like $49 for the set and it comes with 15 different um, items that you would need from everything, like I said, from the um, save the date all the way through your thank you card or whatever. Mm. Um, Each of those comes with the multiple different color options. So like you might use this one collection for your wedding day, but then like if you're throwing your friend a baby shower down the road, you could like repurpose it, use a different color and print those down the road for something, you know, they're like easily, you know, repurposable, um, just depending on what you want. But, um, so yeah, there's like a lot of options and I I think it's really awesome. Versatility is our friend. Absolutely. Especially when we're trying to save some coin. Absolutely. And really the only things you need other than, you know, obviously computer, Microsoft Word and a printer, hopefully you already have a color printer, you know, getting a basic ream of, cardstock from you know staples or your local office supply store depending on where you are costs like 10 bucks and then you know the envelopes that you'll need which you can order from paper source or um, any you know different like uh, envelope shops online I think there's one called envelope mall I've used several times before (laughs) you know it's like really really affordable and and a good paper trimmer or you know scrapbook paper kind of cutter device of some sort or you know, I at home, like, because I'm crazy and tedious, I would use just an exacto knife and a ruler, yep. which is, it takes forever. But that's just how I just have always done things. Ever since I was, like, back in design school, we all, were always forced to do everything with an exacto knife and a ruler and mounted on foam core and all those things. So that's just how I've always done it. I don't have, like, a professional paper trimmer. But 
it'll make it so much easier if you have one and they, they can be really affordable too. And I'm sure you'll use them for many projects beyond just your wedding day. So it's totally worth it. I was going to say I have, and this is totally probably inappropriate, a bit of a craft boner <laughs> for uh, the, is it called the cricket or the circuit or the cricket? It is called the cricket. The cricket. Because I've been mm-hmm. seeing people, and I know Jen from Something Turquoise has one, and she's mm-hmm. always doing these wonderful blogs about the tutorials using it. And it's one of those things, if you're doing a lot of paper craft and you are into that sort of stuff, that looks like a really cool purchase. Yeah, I I don't have a cricket. Um, and for the longest time, I was pronouncing it cry cut because I totally disregarded the cute little cricket um, that's part of their logo that's obviously a bug. <laughs> They're going to have to go so back cute. to their marketing people and go, listen, Gosh. we missed the cricket. We don't know how to no, pronounce your bloody well, thing. I have um, another, like a competitor product, I guess, called the Silhouette. So I honestly, I've had it for over a year and I still haven't really played around with it, but I think it does like similar things as the cricket and it can cut like all sorts of cool things. How do you feel about if people don't have a color printer or if their color printer is a piece of shit as uh, ours (laughs) is here? (laughs) How do you feel about uh, taking it to Kinko's or one of those big printing people? What, what do you advise when uh, taking your precious wedding printing to some guy who's probably like, hey, what's going on? I'm going to print your shit. Who doesn't give a shit, but how do you make him give a shit? Well, I think the great thing about the templates that I designed is that they are printed on 8.5 by 11 um, sheets of paper, so standard letter size paper. And it's they're designed and laid out in such a way that there are multiple um, pieces per 8.5 by 11 sheets. So like your invitation that's standard size five by seven inches, they are two of them next to each other on, uh, you know, your paper. So it's really very foolproof. You can take it to any printer. You can print them yourself. You can take them to Kinko's. You can send them to Staples. You can order them online, like whatever you want to do. And then, like I said, it has like the cut lines. So you could use, you know, the paper trimmer or um, exacto knife if you want to be crazy like me. It's to be cut. And they can cut like a hundred sheets at a time. So it's oh. like, bam, 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 you're done. Two and it's minutes. like, it's, yeah, totally. And it's like a dollar a cut or something cra- like crazy cheap and totally worth it if you want to save time. Um, I actually did that when I made my wedding invitations seven and a half years ago. Yeah, I mean, that's totally an option. And I think that, you know, it's just another way that we really thought through, like, making the files, like, as versatile as possible and as accessible as possible to, like, every skill level. So One thing I've seen you write about, and I know I've mentioned it on the podcast, and it's a really basic thing that I think a lot of people forget about when they're buying lots of fancy stationery and invitations, is the weight and size of these documents. And then they get to the post office and they're like a dollar fifty per thing. People mm-hmm. sometimes forget to add that postage, no matter what it's going to be, into their budget and then get a bit of a nasty surprise down the track. Yeah, it's true. Um, you have to really remember to budget for postage when you're thinking about your like overall invitation costs. And I know, I mean, I don't know how it, it how it varies or if it varies um, in different countries, but in the U.S., you know, one ounce is mm. the limit for um, something that would take like one forever stamp in the U.S. You know, you really have to kind of keep that in mind when you're looking at all the little pieces that are going into your invitation. And so... One thing about, I mean, I, it would definitely depend on your paperweight that you choose as well, but like a standard cardstock at like 80 pound, 100 pound paperweight totally works with the designs that I did. Um, 
and I've like taken them to the post office and measured them, you know, weighed them to be sure. But yeah, there's typically like the invitation, the RSVP card, and then an additional like informational card, whether for like accommodations information or um, directions, you know, a link to the wedding website, whatever that that's just like an extra card to give additional information. So those three items in the envelope totally under the one ounce. So that was important. Like when I was thinking through like making those, but again, it'll really depend on, you know, kind of the paper weight that you choose. And it's always important to do a mock-up and like weigh it and figure out on the front end before you go through yeah. printing everything. Before so. you do all your special craft night and then you realize oh my gosh this is going to bankrupt us for sure and if you're adding those you know fancy special em- embellishments because that's another thing like they're they're very beautiful right out of the box quote unquote but you know you could add anything from you know glitter details or a little you could put little rhinestone scrapbooky jewels on them to give them some extra bling or whatever so just kind of keep those little add-ons in mind if you're planning on getting extra crafty with your invitation do you suggest people add a stamp to their RSVPs or an envelope inside to encourage people? Because I'm getting lots of Q&A questions, people going, why in the name of God do people not respond to RSVPs? Do you think by giving them a stamp self-addressed envelope, they would actually respond quicker or even at all? You would like to think so. <laughs> but? <laughs> um, but it's not always the case. I mean, I it's Honestly, it's baffling to me and I hear it all the time from people and I know I've even been guilty of like sticking it in the mail a little bit later than I should have because, you know, here in New York in my apartment, I have to walk to the corner to a mailbox to put something in the mail or I have to go down to the post office. I can't just like put it in my mailbox and expect it to get somewhere. Is that a real thing? I didn't think that was, is that just from the movies that you can put it in a mailbox and someone will come and pick it up? Because I sound like a dummy, but in Australia, you are going to a post office and you're dealing with a lady called Nancy who fucking hates life. (laughs) The post office workers all hate life. I think everywhere. Well, that's where going postal comes from. I don't want to bring the mood down because that's when they shoot everyone and that's bad. But you know. They're not having. A is that really time. where that term comes from? I feel like that's where it comes from. That some poor soul <laughs> took it out on their coworkers because they didn't enjoy working in the postal service. If that's not where it comes from, then I really want to know where it does because that makes perfect sense to me. If if you are if you know the answer to this, I would like <laughs> you to get in touch. We would both like you to get in touch. I was just yeah. trying to find a tweet that someone sent me, and I can't find it on the spot now, but someone was saying this wonderful tweet from a listener saying, I really appreciate having now going through planning the wedding, how annoying it is not RSVPing. And she said, I will never not RSVP or RSVP to late, late again because she's sitting by the mailbox. So it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. And- I mean, and, and recently I had one and I like set it right on my table, right by my door. So the next time I walked out, I could take it and put it in the mailbox. And I walked by it like five days in a row and <laughs> forgot it. You know, it's sometimes it's just one of those like, like duh moments. But in general, I feel like making it as easy as possible for your guests to RSVP is the best way to ensure you're going to get them back. So making it as as easy as possible by including the envelope with a stamp on it already addressed. So all they have to do is tick a 
box, put it in there and send it off. Now, um, well, saying that, one of the suggestions <laughs> I make for people that don't want to go to the trouble of actually printing things is a paperless invitation. Are your invitation designs convertible to make them a sort of HTML TML document or something like that? It might be a little bit more work on the front end. Um, I've thought about doing something that would work with like paperless posts, you know, because that's like a big digital invitation website that's awesome and I love. But the ones, the ones that we've designed with download and print are mostly meant to be printed mm. and make that process easier and more, more affordable. But one thing that I actually did when I did my own wedding invitations, we didn't do an RSVP that um, guests had to mail back. We had them RSVP on our wedding website. Love it. Which, you know, saved us money. It saved us. We didn't have to have the extra envelope for the RSVP card and we didn't have to have the extra postage. So that saved us. And then we just added an RSVP on our wedding website. I mean, even my grandparents who were in their 80s were able to get it done, you know, with the help of a family member. So, you know what I mean? Like you think like, Oh, it's not tech. Not everyone's tech savvy enough. Like they'll figure it out. Of course they will. Or, or you can include like, if you don't want to register or RSVP on the website, call us at this number. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You, you don't have to do the standard RSVP with the envelope and the stamp and the whole thing. I think you also, like you just said exactly, exactly what I was trying to get across in the, I did an episode about having an ethical and environmentally friendly wedding. And part of my suggestion was to cut some of the printing out because, you know, people will read a wedding invitation, no matter how fancy and how much effort you've gone into, they're probably going to go, oh, there we go. Jane and Dan are getting married. Great. Done. That's fantastic. <laughs> put it in the bin or let's put it on the fridge for the next three years and then we'll put it, you know. So <laughs> if you're spending, and this is brutal, but I know as much as our, I loved our wedding invitations, no one sort of poured over them as much as Rich and I did. And I'm sure it's exactly the same for you. So if if you can cut out one of the one of the printing situations or one of the postage situations, and as you said, if you've got a hundred guests and you're paying sixty, I don't know how much is a stamp in America. Maybe. I think it's more like seventy now, but I can't. Oh, I, I don't remember for sure. Yeah. So the, you know that's seventy bucks. You don't. Have I bought. To spend. I bought. I bought the forever stamps like in bulk like a few years ago to avoid the price increase. So I I'm still it. working my way through a big stack of them. This is why you're the budget savvy bride. She's got it all sorted out. Look, I think this is. Uh, such a great topic and if you are interested in downloading some of Jess's wonderful designs go to download and print is it dot com slash well you tell the proper I've just really messed it up because they're confusing people <laughs> either way you could go to the budget savvy bride.com slash download and print or right. you could go to download and slash budget savvy bride <laughs> either I mean, one will take you there how did I mess that up it couldn't get any simpler <laughs> either way it's awesome i'm a glowing beacon for your business yeah no it's it's awesome and then in addition you know like i those are my designs in particular which there are four right now but um they have thousands of others that um are also beautiful so those are just the specific ones that i've designed so I'm going to peer I'm pressure. Well, and I'm proud of you for doing it. I'm going to peer pressure my listeners to buy your designs, but also feel free to peruse the rest of the website. But just buy Jess's. 
Yes. <laughs> and also, if you're looking for inspiration, we mustn't forget, I know we sort of love hate relationship with Pinterest, but there are lots of free printables if you're looking for favors and there's great menu ideas and uh, funny kooky. One of those cards I've been seeing lately where people put up funny quotes about each other, like little quizzes and stuff. There's lots of cute ideas out there that you could easily, dare I say, rip and make your own or print out off the internet. And there's there's actually on our site on the budget slash printables there are a lot of free ones that we've done there that are just you know all different things thank you cards bridesmaids cards table numbers like just little things they might not all match but there there's some free ones there in it as well so so that's great and you don't even need I think if you've got a color scheme or a theme going it doesn't matter it doesn't matter right. just enjoy it get creative. Doesn't. Have a nice time. Um, It's been so delightful having you back on the show, and we shall not not let it go this far again. No, we can't. No. I'm quite excited because we've got an episode coming up with uh, a bit of a a big topic we're going to be covering here with you and Jen from Something Turquoise, and we're going to be talking about budget-friendly DIY because I think often people think DIY is cheap, and it ain't. Yeah, it's not always. (laughs) No. People, once you invest in all the stuff and the time, time, time friendly, I think is one of the big things. People invest so much time into DIY and they're like, I suck at this, or this looks like one of those Pinterest fails. <laughs> but of course, we've you wouldn't. Yeah, we've all been there. And if you're following uh, Jess and Jen, you know that they're both very good with their budget craft DIY ideas. And they've, especially Jen's got these amazing tutorials. Uh, it's something turquoise. You you got to check they're them beautiful. out. They're beautiful and they're simple, and you can't mess them up because she shows you all the steps, which I just think is great. You're not just following some crappy Pinterest thing that's always. I click through these tutorials and they're always in Japanese. <laughs> I don't know. The, Jap- uh, the Japanese people are clearly very good with their hands and making gorgeous things. But the tutorials are in Japanese. I don't read it. thing about Pinterest, you never know where a pin is going to take you. Oh, and sometimes <laughs> to hardcore pornography. We've all been there. <laughs> and not even on purpose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but that's what they do. They, they, you know, the Pinterest spam people, that's what they do. They attach things, dodgy things. Be safe. Um, lovely Jess thank you so much for coming on the show again if you would like to follow oh gosh there's so many links I could be giving out right now but how about we say thebudgetsavvybride.com and also do check out um, Jess's beautiful uh, about do we call it the about style or just about.com you can get there by going to weddings.about.com beautiful and uh, lots of great blogs to read and topics that are um, gosh, broad and fabulous. So follow, yes. enjoy, check out um, Jessica's lovely uh, social media posts as well because you're on the Instagrams, the Twitters, the Pinterests. I'm on the everything. <laughs> <laughs> she just has no, like, she doesn't leave that computer. She's there all the time. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. Until next time, thank you, Jess. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. It was fun. Happy wedding planning and happy days, my lovelies. Save the date wedding podcast. Don't plan your wedding without it.